Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. Here we are, Annie Carnathan. Again, my husband laughs at me when I say this. It's the, the highlight of my work week. Welcome. Right there with you, girl. There's not even a close second. It's just such a labor of love. Uh, I think we get better chemistry. We get deeper. We get more meaningful. Our story is evolving, and hopefully we're taking a lot of people along on our journey. Amen. We're coming off the heels of Holly Love being an in-studio guest, and we commented in that um, episode the sense of energy and community and connection with an in-person oh. uh, interview guest. Because we've had the past four, I believe, were remote guests, which were awesome and incredible, and they live in different faraway states, if you would. Much more challenging for me. I'm EQ. Right. I'm very, very people-centric. I think they tell a story whether they're speaking or not, uh, in very, very many ways and layers. <laughs> the eyes tell a story because you light up when you talk about certain things. So I'm watching that. So, yes. And whether there's engagement and, and, and whether there's a spark, right, to extend a thought, to sort of go to the next thought. But that led us to uh, in person and a return to the office and where is universal media in that world? And how do I see that? Because you're in a big new chapter. We're in a big new chapter, uh, brand new office space. Yay, congrats. Thank you. So is it this week it's you were this moving week. in? Okay. Yes. So you walk in Monday morning and things are in your office, but not necessarily where they're supposed to be. And there is a, you would not recognize sort of the space from where we were to where we are. So okay. it's, it's half the size wow. because we've determined that we're not going to mandate fully coming back five days a week. Okay. So let me stop you there. Why did you decide that as the CEO? Um, what led you to that decision to, to lease a half the size of your space and give the employees those options. It was interesting. That was a journey also. So we have land and we're going to build. Mm -hmm. So during COVID that became an enormous challenge from a supply chain, um, from an expense standpoint. So if the building would roughly be three times what it would cost to build it, prior to COVID, that's not a savvy business decision. Right. Meanwhile, the lease where we are was up and we found essentially space to sub to sublease while that person's business isn't returning full time. So it's an interim step. Okay. You know, a three year lease in two years, we'll decide if we're going to build, we'll decide if we'll buy a building and renovate that. Right. We'll decide what's next with, with another year to do that. So it's an interim step. And so what it really allowed us to do was experiment with the layout, with the size, with 
listening to our employees. And I'll be the first to say I like (laughs) in person as we started this off, I like people to look a certain way dress wise. I think, um, professionalism is paramount. However, what's even more paramount than that is the performance and the success of the company now over two years since we've been together. And that is irrefutable. And so tremendously have evolved, evolved my thinking. Good. Well, okay. Business vitamin for a C-level executive is you have to be open to learning new things and changing your business course when data that you've observed uh, gives you a reason to do something different. And you're able to change instead of going on the same old business model if it no longer made sense or didn't make sense to your employees. Yes. And there's a sample size and I have to listen and I have to observe and I have to have eyes to see that a plethora of employees have been hired during COVID who still haven't even met other employees how the age of the the employee being hired because of the digital revolution and and their native digital upbringing right um has changed the way they think and that's not a blanket statement i just think that technology has accelerated mm-hmm. and forced whatever work we're doing to, to be as productive, right. uh, remotely. So when I, uh, when I was in the same building with you and universal a couple years ago, the demographic of your workforce was probably at that time, I would say like 40 and up 40 Mid to late 50. Okay. So now I know your demographic is far different because your business model is different. And, and now what is it like 25 to 40 to 30? is your, yeah, it's, it's more, you know, there's a couple people at the top. <laughs> I'm looking at one. I'm that. Looking yeah. At one. yeah, for, for sure. Uh, and that I think is, is a really healthy mix of experience Good. of people skills of, of that human interaction, because, you know, I fully believe that, that people work with people mm-hmm. and they buy things from people mm-hmm. and they're loyal to people. They're not loyal to video calls. They're not right. loyal to email and text and Lord knows what else I'm leaving out. Right. right. And for me to sit here and say, I'm going to legislate, you know, the whole, like the wall street journals had about three articles on right. what is appropriate dress back. And then they'll have five leaders who have five completely different views of what that should be. So you're about the, the top up that has to be professional belt down. Well, that could be pajamas. That could be flip flops. That could be fuzzy slippers. <laughs> well, oh no. Right. But what, what does it mean to still have the pulse, mm-hmm. the personality, the culture of a company? And that's not about how we dress. It's essentially not about where we are. Mm -hmm. It's about the work and the professionalism and the response of that. Mm -hmm. And there have been weddings during COVID. There have been babies born during COVID, sometimes multiple babies to a family 
That's how long the disruption of COVID has um, prolonged the disruption. Yeah. And there is no easy answer, quote unquote, coming back. What does that even mean? Coming back. So already just this week and, and as you know, several days, uh, you know, when someone's sitting in an open area and they're having a video call, well, clear that's two people that you're hearing every word, right? When there's more than one person, you might only be hearing 50% of the conversation, but now you're hearing multiple conversations. There's an adjustment just the space, right. you know, you know, one or two offices that when you do have to have a call that that's has to be private or, or personal, there's that way to do that. Right. And I think different. Um, so I have a client, she's phenomenal. Uh, she and her whole team are phenomenal. They are in the management consulting space mm-hmm. and uh, DEI space is, is one of their uh, lines of service. Incredibly DEI. accomplished diversity, equity, inclusion. Okay. So they do trainings mm-hmm. for uh, agencies in the federal government, state government, local, highly and, specialized service, and corporate. But interesting because we learn along with our clients every time we're pitching and creating uh, news angles. Uh, and I'm, my point in what you've just illustrated, one of the largest diversity challenges is the uh, different ages in the workplace. So it is how your 22-year-old recent grad, wicked smart, techno, you know, wizard, is communicating with the 62-year-old that wasn't in the office and that made it even more difficult. Like, is are they texting for communication? And where is the client in this entire relationship? Who's communicating with the client here? The 20-something communicates totally differently than the 60-something. The 40-something communicates totally different than either of those generations. So interesting, you know, as you're bringing them back into the workplace, each one's probably going to adjust differently to that. And that maybe the 60-year-old is excited to get back, or the 50-year-old said, I, I want to get back with my people. Um, because there's a lot of business conversation that happens in a hallway or grabbing a cup of coffee at the office that isn't necessarily happening in the Zoom or the Microsoft Teams chat room. There's an organic part to that chemistry Mm -hmm. that allows me to care for someone who who, who speaks about something that isn't scheduled or isn't part of an agenda. Mm -hmm. And how could I know what I don't know? And how can I care about what I don't know? The flip side of that is, without question, the office is way more distracting. If I'm in it, it's more distracting. So I'm loud. You mean more people are coming to you, they see you, they're going to pop well, in. Well, they're going to hear me. I'm going to come over and I'm going to say, how are you? And what's been... I want that um, plug-in. Mm-hmm. I want that, I want that connection. Mm-hmm. I want that sense of a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, part of our podcast is to help women in business. And for a 22 year old, 21 year digital native has communicated since they knew what communication was on their phone, on, on their, on their little handheld computer. But at what point do you need to have a conversation? Yeah. At what point do we have to use words? 
And at what point is something, something that has, is it something that has to be translated from me, from my heart, where I'm looking at you and you're sensing and feeling what I am discussing with you? And Lord knows if we're a service industry and a service business, which we are, how in the world is a client going to understand the essence of who we are? I mean, we're a media agency. Everybody, right. I mean, any media agency, it's the same thing, right? It's table stakes. There's just like, here's our capabilities, but that's not, that's not who we are. It's what we do, but it's not who we are. You have to get communication, especially client facing, mm-hmm. right? Can't, can happen. It's, it's people prospecting me, regardless of what it is, could be cleaning services, it software, sales leads, you name it. And it's a computer. Right. It's not a person asking me anything. And so there's a lack of that personalization. Not that I lament, but I want to have a conversation. Well, I think it's harder to instill your culture. And even in my small team, we have a culture. You have a culture. Uh, our mutual clients and partners that we work with, they, they spend a lot of money, a lot of time creating uh, principles that they believe in. It's hard to do. So for your team that that was hired uh, during the pandemic, they haven't had the opportunity to see that played out in the workplace. What does Annie, you know, how does my CEO role model the principles of what we stand for? And you're the brand ambassador for the company. How will they know if they haven't seen you in action or Mark Jones or any of them model what what a uh, good business model or good work example is at Universal. They don't know how to do that then out in the public either. How do you carry yourself? Yeah. What, what kind of pride and confidence are you exuding? Because what, what, we, what we think or what we feel or however we want to you know, execute communication, we are the company. Right. Right. And it's impossible to mentor that to coach that. And it feels to me like when I want to just have a, you know, hi, Ann, how are you? How, how are things? It's like, well, yeah, what? Like, do, do you have an agenda? Like what? Yeah. Can, can I just be calm to see how you are? Right. <laughs> well, I can't do that with 60 people, but I really right. want that, that sort of intangible part of what makes us special to come alive and to be reinforced. Right. And that's a difficult aspect to that. But I don't think either that you can legislate. Everyone has to be there two days a week because people have, have leaked that out. That was my next question. Right. right. So that's a good point. Leaked out. What's the, what is the, um, roll in if you would, how are you getting them back? And, and so you are open. There's malleability there. There, not everybody has to be in five days a week. How did you work that? So I would like um, my my department heads, I mean my my leader, my executive leadership team, to to essentially model that to the best benefit of being in in, in the office. In the office. So is it is it once a quarter? If someone's you know five hours away, mm-hmm. uh, is it twice a week if they live a mile away? Well, that's not really fair. Right. Because you mean twice a week coming in. Or yeah. Twice, because yeah. they're close and they can. Right. Well, right. How does it, 
matter to them, you know, more so than someone who's five hours away. Right. Right. The work matters and the performance yeah. matters. And that's what I can't, um, legislate or argue with. I mean, we have had stunning, breathtaking performance Great. in the time we've been, uh, and now right. we're coming back to something half the size to an open format, just completely different. And that may not be right. So you don't have cubicles or offices. We have we we do have cubes, but it's more of a collaborative, okay, open yeah. space, which is exactly what we right. are. We have to be collaborative. But what what would that look like? Like, are there like do too many people want to come in and we don't have space? Is it still too much space? Right. So I think the next two to three years is going to allow us to incubate yeah. that right mm -hmm. and to say no no. Um, we, we have to build almost, in my opinion, a community type feeling where people want to come. Oh, totally. Where they go. Mm, and that yeah. goes back to your culture. And that uh, I told you earlier uh, this morning, I spoke to two uh, classes at Messiah University. So my brother-in-law, it's his last semester as a professor. And he, he often brings me and, and um, a former client of mine in who was a trustee uh, at, the, at the university. And we just talk about what, what business expects of the graduates. Like what are the kind of skills they should be learning um, and working on, you know, as, as they come out. And it's, they've been in there for two years in a whole different world. So the workplace has changed. Uh, academics, you know, things that if you looked at school districts, they would never have raised, the unions would never have said, yes, we want everyone to go remote if it weren't for a pandemic. You know, there was every roadblock of why we can't educate this way. We have to do it this way. And all of a sudden, oh, well, we can. We're pretty darn resilient when it comes down to it. And we can use technology for our benefit and try to keep everybody, you know, not falling through the cracks. Um, so it was interesting talking to these students about what their expe expectation was um, coming into the workplace. And I think um, I think they're there might be a challenge with them coming in and dressing the part. It's not like there's no more suit and ties. I don't even know. I haven't seen one of those for a while. Uh, even in the financial industry, they're not, you know, the bankers aren't wearing a, a suit and tie for the large part. But understanding that there are still rules of engagement in business, you know, how you present yourself, how you dress, how you comport, the language you use. Um, and those are learned behaviors, I think, by, by being in a... Uh, business culture where you learn what's the expectation what is this company all about and I asked the kids um they all want to work with purpose they want to work for a company that believes in something that makes a difference not just um selling something or coming in and, and doing an eight to five job they want to they want to spend their time with something that matters and I think that's where the culture you know as you bring everybody back in they start to see again, oh, this, you know, this is why together we, we are just so incredible. We are better together. Yeah. And um, the sum of all of us far outweighs any one skill set or expertise right. that we absolutely have to fully integrate and collaborate. Yeah. That's only going to happen through communication. And I'll tell you, I mean... You know, a lot of, of video interviews, and now I say, if, if, it's, if it's someone within the region or local, come. Uh, would you prefer to meet video or in person? Tells me a lot, right? 
So what what are you finding? Are more of them coming in? Do they see that importance or are they saying, no, I'm just going to? It really depends on the location, where they are in the interview process. But I will also say, and I make no apologies for this, someone is going to show up in a suit coat and a tie, hubba hubba. I think that I would much rather see that than wondering if I'm overdressed, underdressed. Right. And I, right. I, I, I hate that guessing game, and I would rather imagine someone caring that much about it, right? Casual is going to be casual forever. Right. And the last time I looked, you're, you're, you're trying to win a job that right now, great resignation and all, yeah, quote unquote, yeah. there is a ferocious competition for positions that are open. Mm-hmm. And that to me models in part how much they covet or desire the job. Well, and you said earlier, you know, dress, uh, which is an adage, uh, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So even, you know, dress prepared to say yes, when your employer, when everybody comes, you bring them all back in and you start to see with your own eyes, like, well, that, that person is really over delivering. And I think they're ready for the next step. And you can see how they comport themselves, what they come to work dressed as or prepared to do. And all those little things, you know, create their story. Yeah, it's not a formal, right? right it's not right. it's not black tie optional. Right. But I do think it's it's an important statement that you know that I that I took the time and then obviously how they've prepared mm-hmm. for the interview. You know, what preparation did they do for that? And so I think as what technology's also done in is it's it's there's this position open and I'll sit here today and for the next two hours I'll just submit my resume to you know, these 40 things, well, wait a minute, what? So, you know, a job description, maybe I'm like going down a rabbit hole, not shocking there. But if, <laughs> if, if, if a job has a description, I'm going to say, hmm, this is Annie Carnathan, and here's all the ways that I'm going to fit and mm-hmm. check every single one of those boxes. I'm going to tailor my skill set yeah. directly to that job opening and then enhance. Well, what am I doing? I'm being a salesman, right? I mean, isn't an interview yeah. a sales yes. job? Whether we, we don't call yes. it that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not a salesman. No, no, mm, I don't totally want to sell that. But you, you definitely are. Mm-hmm. And so, again, um, does that, you know, does how people dress disqualify them? No. Because, look, I'll be the first to say in the office, didn't used to like jeans. You, you bring a partner through and, ooh, mm, mm, don't look there, don't look there. Well, there, there you know, but uh, that's absolutely sort of gotten more casual. Yeah, I'm, no. not, I'm not fighting that. Right. Right. And I think, though, that um, situational awareness is really important. Good. Both in how you prepare and, and, and not in sort of like, hey, do you think I'd be a good fit for this job? Here's why. And let me double down right. on 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 not just the, the why for me, but here's how it's going to benefit you. Well, and that was one of the um, statements I left the the students with this morning, is to not only work on their soft skills, but to know their value. So when you have an employee or I do that's coming to us for a raise or to negotiate, you better present your value. How did you make our business stronger, better, more sustainable, uh, more revenue? It, 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 it isn't because 
their family expanded and that's why they get the raise. The raise is what was your performance and what value did you add? And the sooner college students learn, what is their value? I mean, there's only, there's so, each of us is so unique. That's a value. So understand, do a little digging and research into ourselves and find out what, what do I have to offer Universal Media or Dieter Gallagher Group that nobody else does. And be comfortable talking about money. I'm just going to tell everyone <laughs> right now, right. whether it's your first job, your fifth job. Women are notoriously not great at that. But, we don't but, love to do but that. But we've been taught from a really, really early age, what don't we talk about? Right. We don't talk about money. money. And for, for me, if I say to someone in a very, very entrepreneurial-minded company, right. and, and with fresh eyes, tell me what you may add that I'm not thinking about right. that's going to benefit universal media. Because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You don't know me, but you better know a little bit something about universal right. media because it's all out there to see and to find and to research, right? It's an open book. And so if if I'm saying what, you know, and 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 I, I directly hire d- department heads, executives, right? I don't hire their team. Right. But I may screen that, right? Mm-hmm. I may, they may be enveloped in something and I'll say, okay, I'm going to get you down to a pool of people that I think right. are worth your FaceTime, right? Um, if I say, what are your expectations for salary? And it's a number, oof, there's no wiggle room in that. A range is you much like a range, better. Yeah. Yeah. A range is right. much, much better. And then be prepared for the why. I'm obsessed with why. So say, what, why, 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 why? Well, that's the know your value. Exactly what, right. What, what How are, are you, you bringing, justifying that? Right, right. I think it's easier if they're in the office and it's a person that's negotiating for a raise, I think it's easier because they get to see the culture at work. Um, they get to connect with people rather than just being a lone wolf, you know, at a home office and trying to figure out what exactly is my value. When everyone's in the office, you get a little better picture of what value you bring to a meeting or to a conversation or to a pitch meeting or, you know, you're a client call, you get to see, you know, if it's one person consistently bringing the closing, uh, statistic or, or a piece of data, you can start to see, wow, that, you know, I want to be like that person. And I think that anyone in an entrepreneurial company or really a company, you know, if they have a fiscal, conservative responsibility is sitting there going, okay, well, we're going to buy a skill set. That's the essence of work. Here's the skill set. Here's what we're willing to pay for it. Are you willing to come on board Mm -hmm. and get paid that for your skill set? But, but where are you on the profit and loss ledger? Are you someone that's bringing in revenue, right? Or, or are you on the side that, 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 we have to reinvest to run the business. Well, that's a really good point because if you're if you're not on the sales front, so say you're if you're in a corporation and you're legal or you're HR or you're accounting, you're not the revenue generators. So when you feel, you know, they even more so have to know their value and what what would happen to the company without them? Where where are they strengthening the company or the business, you know, by bringing their best knowledge to the, to the work day. I did, uh, Annie, I, I did this research on this software, you know, and if we engage in that, um, it's gonna, you know, diminish like, you know, 40 hours 
of of manual time wow. to do this, and then we're able to a be more profitable, b more be more efficient, c give raises, you know, to to retain right. all the talent as we grow them, and so, you know. I let executives sort of tell me not where technology downsizes people. We need right, people. Right. It's, it's, yes. it's how yeah. are we smarter, mm-hmm. faster, more efficient, and how do we keep more of the money we earn yeah. to then reinvest in our people? Right. You know, and so I think that's a great mindset. That, yeah, there's there, and 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 Universal will do that, and we'll tithe to the less fortunate. Right. There's still such a spirit of independence. And family ownership that's so prideful to me wow. that I do feel like I'm going out to your point and 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 working so hard and trying to earn more so that we can give them the more disadvantaged right. than us uh, who need it more than we do that leg up. And that's an important mission of ours. And I'm the first person to say that I've learned so much in two years about people and what it means to be a loyal employee right, right. and what what it means to just if, if casual makes you have it you know if moms just want to get their kid on and off the bus and i'm i'm, a, I'm, per- I'm perfectly okay with that not that i wasn't before but there's more flexibility totally to understand and I, I think, that and you saw in action how how we could make that work and your child has an earache you know back in the day when we started you i clocked in at eight and there you know you I took a half hour lunch and you better be back in your seat. It seems foolish now looking back on that. But when you loosen that and, and each employee knows the expectations a little clearer when you're bringing them back and they're in the workplace and they know, you know, you can say this is, this is the deadline for this, you know, project or this client uh, work. But I think once, once they know they're going to fulfill that, I, I don't really, you know, you can come into the office you can work from home for all meetings. I like everybody in one place when that's possible. There's a sense of energy. Any pitch meeting, you know, I can bring the team in on Zoom, but it's not the same. The passion and the energy in the room isn't to, you know, to present our best idea and to close the deal. We need to to be present to do that. You need to be sustained and fulfilled and re-energized and reinvigorated and my business vitamin today and is is <laughs> You've as a, said leader, a couple to, to know what you don't know. I and I don't know everything. But I do know if a mom gets a frantic call from school that their child was exposed, you have to come get them, then yep. you have to do this and have to do that. Like there's no mom in the world uh, in an office that's that's going to be able to be as nimble and flexible for their child. Right. And I think that we're not only prideful of that. Uh, I think we encourage that and want more of that independence to work when you want to work and 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 make that um, a really important part of your life and a pillar of 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 your family, right? So uh, I I know what I don't know and I listen all the time <laughs> to make what we're doing the most flexible and the most impactful without losing the essence of what makes us special. No, well, your team, you are special. Your team is special. I would say my business vitamin is is uh, find a place to work that provides meaningful uh, employment, gives you a purpose to show up every day. And those cultures are out there. It didn't used to be as evident 30 years ago. You know, companies didn't really put that out in their uh, annual reports or on their um, 
uh, websites or company directories. And now it's pretty evident. That's that's one of the top three things uh, employees are searching for. What, what does Universal Media believe in? You know, Dieter Gallagher Group, we just... We want as far removed from mediocre work as possible. We want to Google our work 20 years from now and be so proud of it, like we are today when we submitted it to the client. So that's the kind of employees we want to attract. That's the kind of clients like you. We're not for everybody, and that's perfectly fine, but uh, we will stay up all night long to make sure that we're proud of the product we're delivering. And that's the kind of, and you know, that, that is contagious and, uh, it's best spread through an in-person environment, but it's good to be malleable and adjust. Well, Dieter Gallagher group has to be who they are because everyone <laughs> else is taken. Yeah. goodness. Um, so thank you, Ann. Annie Carnathan, always a delight the uh, best. until next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.